Now, are you actually a professor or just a professorial type? I'm a professorial type. Black Hoodie Alchemy, folks. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Tyler. Um, the rest of this episode, will will have something else at the uh, the back end there. But to start out, um, I have a special guest. Now, I am, I've gotten to know Steve Berg, uh, the comedian from Drunk History, among many other things. He's got a pretty long um, IMDB um, of of all sorts of small and medium parts, and sometimes some some lead action as well. And uh, very funny guy. We actually had Steve on being interviewed by Jefferson Tillamookslinger, which is um, the former Illuminati cloning lab manager um, that is hanging out in the Everglades with Tippy Patson. And um, you know, uh, Steve was kind enough to drop the total fact that, um, you know, we go back to like diaper days and I know I've never brought it up ever before, but that's totally accurate. And, uh, you know, so, uh, it was really nice to have Steve on the show. It was a shame that I didn't get to talk to him, you know, in like an, a, an official one-on-one conversation. I'm glad, uh, Jefferson got to jump in there. And, um, Steve actually hooked me up with uh, a friend of his, I guess. This guy, I'm not sure if this is his real name or not, but sounds like a very interesting guy. His name's Jason Tortilla, and he, um, Steve didn't go into a lot of detail, but he said that Jason is um, an adventurer uh, of Middle Earth. So I'm not sure if uh, this man, like, I don't, I don't even know what that means entirely, but it sounds like he's very serious about it, and we're going to figure this out. So, Jason, how are you today? Oh, doing, doing well, doing well. Thank you very much. Yes. Happy to be here. I've never done a podcast before. Yeah, I imagine they don't have any sort of, uh, like, the most they have in Middle Earth is, like, theater. Mm, the most they have is sheer terror. You're constantly running. It's um, it's very uncomfortable. There. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I don't have a lot of glowing reviews for it. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, so let me ask you this. Um, mm-hmm. Let's set the stage a little bit here. Was this mm-hmm. were you were you born in um, Middle Earth, or was this like an Ash no. in uh, Army of Darkness situation where you were thrown backwards in time or to a different dimension? Well, I don't have um, uh, I don't have the movie Ash uh, reference. Handy. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, see, I'll start at the beginning, if you will. Um, I was a research scientist at the Bristol Academy in England, UK, right? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> lo and behold, I wasn't very respected there. I could not actually get tenure. And my office was under a dusty stairwell while people were throwing their cigarette butts, chewing gum, chocolate wrappers down, and they would constantly be hitting me in the head. And that was considered my office. Wow. No one ever came to my office hours. Or anything. It was, I felt very disrespected by my colleagues and the dean of the academy as well. So I took it upon myself to find an empty room and I was not running into much luck. But 
down in the boiler room, way down in the depths of the academy. And the academy is very old. I believe the building is 450 years old, right? I discovered that the boiler room was empty. So what did I do? I came in on a Saturday when no one was there, took my desk and schlepped it all the way down there, took my papers, my files, my little poster, and then put it down there, and I really made it a home down there. And so, you know, the semester started back up. I'm down in the boiler room, you know, having office hours. Everyone thought it was a little peculiar, but people were coming by, seeing see me asking about their papers, how they could improve their grade, what major they should, you know, enroll in. So one night, I'm eating a watercress sandwich and drinking some whole milk. Did you say a, a, a watercress sandwich? It's an English sandwich. It's a triangle-shaped sandwich with a heavy dose of mayonnaise and a nice thin piece of lettuce, crust cut off. Mayonnaise and lettuce, you say? Yes, very wow. popular. The Queen, uh, I believe it was Queen Lisa the Third, who made that sandwich very popular. I'm not sure of my history. I the thought food... physical education was mm. what I'm a doctorate in. Okay, food of the English gods. It yes, seems. food okay. of the English gods. Yes, <laughs> you per se, per se. Um, so, yes, I'm in the boiler room one night, finishing my watercress sandwich and my glass of whole milk. And I look in the corner of the boiler room, and I see a little glow, right? A glow, some kind of purplish hues, a little bit of orange, and it was quite uh, intriguing, I must say. So I put down my sandwich, drank the rest of my milk, because, you know, that whole milk in a heated boiler room can go fast really spoil and make you quite ill. It happened to me two to three times. Really? Anyway, I I wasn't yes. aware of that phenomena. Oh, yeah. Well, a boiler room, it was about, oh, gosh, it was a tepid 111 degrees there if I was lucky. Wow. Very humid down there. Yeah, it sounds like you might work up a bit of a sweat. Yes, yes. Your whole milk can curdle fast and your watercress sandwich can become limp and very unsavory. So mm. I got in the habit of eating and drinking quick. Yet I did put down my sandwich to go check out the globe. Anyways, I see this glow shooting off these amazing hues of color. Very tie-dye, very, you know, hippie-ish. And so I walk over there, and I see a little tiny doorway made of light. And I must say, uh, I'm not, don't fancy myself a courageous man, but on this night, I was. I quickly ran back to my desk, grabbed the second half of my watercress sandwich, shoved it in my pocket like I had some intuition oh, I would need it later. Yeah. Like yeah. I had some intuition that I would need it later. Anyways, I make my way back to the little doorway. I crawl through. And when I get through, I'm in a dark, dank, cavernous-like location. And I look behind me, the little doorway, gone like it was never there. Are you following me, Anthony? Yeah, this does sound quite a bit like a like a Ash Army of Darkness situation. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed that there's no Necronomicon involved. Are you sure that there was no uh, curses or or? Uh, Look, like I'm a liberal man, language? but necrophilia is something I don't dabble in. So you know, but I don't judge if that's your thing. I yeah, just hope you do it on the level. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's absolutely not what I'm talking about. But it's um, important to get consent from. Uh, person about ready to die before you have your way with their corpse yeah that's the way i was raised <laughs> yeah um well 
I'm not going to try to suss that one out, uh, but at least you're getting, you use the word consent in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, are you familiar with the, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia potentially? I don't know them. Um, I'm not aware of these scrolls of Narnia. You. Yeah. It's um, yeah, you know, never mind. Um, so, um, where do I even begin to? Well, I'm in the cavern, okay, Anthony. I'm in the cavern. Okay, I okay. Realize at that moment, there's no going back. The Brixton Academy that you've worked in—that's gone. The boiler room that you were all excited about having an office in, poof, vanished. Yeah, where you could curdle milk so efficiently—it's gone. Wow. Gone. Damn. Gone. No more cottage cheese milk. The salad days were truly over for old Jason Tortilla. But anyways, I, you know, being a curious professorial type, I make my way down the cabin. Now, are you actually a professor or just a professorial type? I'm a professorial type. Yes, uh, I don't have a doctorate uh, nor the, you know, proper credentials, but um, I am the type who dresses in, you know, maybe a corduroy jacket and uh you know kind of a unkempt hair and you know a nice oxford and you know maybe i will smoke the butt end of a marijuana cigarette i have an ashtray like the movie wonder boys starring michael douglas my favorite actor wow. yes no yeah. i saw that movie and i thought i want to be a professorial type um yeah well you know you sound like someone who might be a wealthy professorial type socialite. And um, um, yeah, I, you know, I could definitely see that being 100% legit. So what, what were some of the things that um, uh, like, how scared were you? Were you concerned about making it back to um, your, your milk curdling office or, you know, were you just overwhelmed with the moment with the, the the sense of wonder oh you know how what was your initial and then what did you do from there because this is middle earth this is what you're telling me you 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 went into middle earth i okay anthony can can i call you anthony yeah sure and also anthony can i be truly candid with you sure i was terrified hmm my yeah. consensus reality was completely turned around. It was, I was, if, if I was to put it so aptly, um, ontologically discombobulated. I had no idea what was happening to me. The only thing I knew is that oh, I better make this watercress sandwich last. I don't know if there's going to be food here. Yeah. So I stopped making my way down the cavern and everything seems, you know, quite cavernous but you know you know normal I, I didn't see any light or any kind of direction fall so i'm going i'm making my way then i see a little bit of a, you know a glowing and i hear a little bit of a to-do like it's like you know people taking a you know an intermission at the opera you know there was a lot of hubbub oh talky 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 and so i make my way first off i think oh thank goodness huh, this must be some kind of like secret society in the bottom of the brixton academy <laughs> oh i found my way out hopefully they have appetizers Mm. And so I kind of, you know, go into a slow jog and I'm jogging. And as I'm jogging, I'm noticing my stomach is jiggling and uh, my chest is jiggling. And I'm like, oh, mm. Jason, when you get back to the normal place in the ballroom, you have to start doing some crunches. Yeah. 
because you are putting on some weight and this running does not feel very good on the body. So that was the first thing I thought about. And I stopped, grabbed a little pen in my little leather-bound notebook and wrote down must-start exercise regime immediately. Yeah, no more fishy chippies for me. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. It was, you know. You got to write those things down um, in, in, and then it becomes more real. Uh, so that you might act on it uh, with a stronger sense of urgency. So good for you, yes. Jason Tortilla. Yes. Well, yeah, well, it, it, it's a way of giving yourself a little accountability, really. Yes. You know? so, yes. Thank While you, you're trouncing through Middle Earth, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I When I've regaled people with this story before, they're like, you did what? I'm like, yes, well, then uh, if you look at me now, I am a 30 pounds, 35 pounds lighter than when I was. So Yeah, uh, no, it makes perfect sense to me. I don't know why anything, why you would be doing anything other than uh, stopping to take um, intimate personal notes in your diary. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yes. What was the first? Yo, go ahead. Go ahead. Please, 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 please. I am. I'm very curious what the first creature or or humanoid, you know, I don't want to be offensive, but Mm -hmm. the, the, the first sentient being out there that you came across. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. I'm running towards right. the I'm running towards the hubbub. The sound that sounded like the intermission of the opera. I'm just trying to uh, reiterate some things that are important. Oh right, yeah, this opera thing. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm running. I'm running now. I'm running. I'm not in a jog. I'm like, oh, release the SOS has been heard per se. And uh, I get into the room, and I see a bunch of grayish figures. Tall and lanky, very long limbs with no face. And I mean no face, just smooth skin over it. They all turn their heads to me. <laughs> and what do I do? I take off running faster than you've ever seen any human being run. I'm running down the cabin. Um, I'd be right with you. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, blame you yeah, one yeah. bit. Well, I noticed these entities, they've gotten hip to my, uh, you know, me being there, and now they're running after me. And um, it became a game of cat and mouse going through these caverns. Very labyrinthian. Mm, labyrinthian. Like uh, mm. the movie with David Bowie. Yes. Terrifying. The seminal film. David Bowie's aunt used to be a neighbor of mine. Wow. Yes. Um, uh, what, what, uh, what kind of um, fantastic stories do you have about David Bowie's aunt? Well, she used to invite my, my mother and her were very good friends, right? And she used to bring over a shepherd's pie every Sunday to the house. And she, when her little, she had like two, um, two little kitty cats and they would come and she would hold a hoop. And one of the kitty cats would jump through the hoop and we would all applaud. And we'd sit around and eat this wonderful shepherd's pie. And just, you know, have laughs and, uh, you know, uh, talk about the world, talk about politics, our hopes, our fears, you know, uh, what we want out of life. Yes, never met David. Um, Yeah, she didn't have much contact with him either. But she told us she was David Bowie's auntie and we believed her. Wow. Um, Yeah, I I, kind of wish I hadn't asked that question. It was pretty fucking Mm. boring. Um, Yeah. But... Um, you know, that's fine. You know, Jason, it's been mostly pretty interesting. Um, but 
Um, I'm really let down that you didn't have any any shepherd's pie. Come on, man. Like, oh, it's good with a nice golden crust on top. That's not that's not what meat. I want to hear. Uh, though I was you got me real primed up to hear a cool story about David Bowie, and now I'm just hungry. But Anthony, you know, I might that might just be because I'm hungry. You know, well, that's not on you. First off, you. may I call you Anthony? Um, I prefer Jimbo sometimes. Anthony. Yeah. If you've up? never had one of these pies, we're talking chopped meat. Cubed up Did you just say chocolate meat? Chopped meat. Now, you could put chocolate meat in there, but that would be preposterous. But I suppose <laughs> when it comes to shepherd's pie, there's no judgment. And this thing would knock your socks off. It would inspire you. It made you want to write poetry. It made you want to go down to the Piccadilly Square and busk for a little chump change hence from people well i went know, down went down to piccadilly square thought i was buying black licorice from a man it turned out to be hashish i ooh. ate the entire lump of it thinking it was oh, wonderful black licorice oh. and let me tell you i went for a ride anthony wow yeah as one would um, a ride of the psychedelic kind it would okay so did you maybe consume something like this right before you um you stumbled into uh, Middle Earth. One would think, Anthony, one would think, but no, what happened to me in this location you seem to call Middle Earth? Yeah. Was very real. Mm. Very, very, very real. So, anyways, I am running. These beings are chasing me. Yeah. When all of a sudden I take off one of my shoes, thinking I can mislead them, throw it down another cavern, and I'm go down the other way. Smart, yeah. And then I hide behind a column of stalactite, right? And I'm watching all these entities fall from my bait. They run the other way. I breathe a sigh of relief. Next thing you know, I hear a trickling of some water. And I'm like, oh, this could be a good sign, a way out. And I notice there's this pond of this purple liquid. It looks like water. I was thirsty as heck from running so much. Mm, So I sat down, pulled out that watercress sandwich, scoop up some of that purple liquid in my mouth, drink it. It tastes like the nectar of the gods. Like a nice purple drink. Well, what does the nectar of the gods taste like? Like Welch's grape soda. Oh, so Welch's grape soda is the nectar of the gods. As far as I'm concerned, there is no better beverage. Therefore, it must come from some sort of deity. Okay. Um, you know, I I don't know enough about um, you know, the a big juice to um you know really suss that out. So um Big juice is big news in the UK. Yeah, I think we're behind over over here in the U.S. Are you yes. back in the on regular Earth now, or are you still hanging out? Um, um, and you're just like Zoom calling me, um, to do this podcast from Middle Earth. Anthony, yes, I'm still there. Oh God, are you? Well, I I need I I of course need you to finish your story. Um, but I, um, are you concerned? I just have to ask, are you concerned? Are you worried? Do you need help? Do you need help getting back? Anthony, I'm beyond concerned, beyond worried. Those two emotions you described left me months ago. Now I just am. I'm dealing with my new reality. Would I like help? Of course. But I don't even know how to tell you to help me. 
unless you are able to conjure some sort of little doorway in the room where you're recording this radio show, then I don't know how you can help me unless you can get hold of a very smart scientist. Do you know a scientist, Anthony? Um, yeah, well, you know, um, I do know one scientist. It's um, my friend who um, Steve talked to my friend. Jefferson Tillamookslinger. That's his code name because he's okay. hiding from the Illuminati. And he actually has a uh, a friend who um, is a, a cloning lab scientist on the run Ooh. from the Illuminati. So this guy had, like knows so much sciences that he can, you know, just like mix a couple test tubes together and create whole people. So he might be Ooh. able to figure out how to um, make doorways to fictional realms um, written by uh, by J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm not sure.
Hello? Is this thing on? Okay, please edit this out for me. Um, but, uh, my name is Steve Buscemi, formerly known as, uh, Jefferson Tillamook Slinger. As many of you know, I am a big fan of the Highlander movies and television show, but many of you may not know how confusing and fucking stupid that the, uh, that the whole, uh, storyline is, and I'm here to tell you, as a public service announcement to all them, them youngins out there that don't understand the Highlander franchise, it's okay. You're not alone. And if it makes you feel any better, basically the director's cut of the first movie and the TV show are the only things you really need to pay attention to. Everything else is just retconned bullshit. And, uh, it's a mockery. Um, so... Just forget about, you know, the second and third movies and all those sci-fi channel movies. It was all not good. Um, it just served to confuse people. And even the people involved with those projects have pretty much said, don't think of those as an official story. So don't worry, maybe you can rest easy at night. But the fact of the matter is, the Highlander series might be perhaps the biggest botch in all of nerd culture history. Um, uh, next to things like, uh, the movie Jumper with Hayden Christensen. Could have been great. Was not very great. Also, uh, Die Hard was a Christmas movie. And I am a classy movie critic. <coughs> oh, God. Hello, everybody. This is dang old uh, Tippy Patson here from um, the Black Hoodie Alchemy episodes. I, I just, uh, we're trying to get a whole bunch of different people um, down to the Everglades where we formed our little uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, you know, so we can uh, figure out animal telepathy and we can wrestle Illuminati gators and make gator nuggets and uh, we can, um, you know, stop the harvest of adrenochrome and we can smoke a whole lot of catnip and do and basically save humankind so you know if you want to hear the black hoodie alchemy episodes uh where me and my crew the league of extraordinary gentlemen are uh um telling you know bringing our message just check out black hoodie alchemy episodes 14 30 32 33 34 35 and 38 now just remember Tippy Patton wants you to come down to the Florida Everglades and help him save the world from the Illuminati alligators. Uh, but there will be no animal wanking off. Uh, don't we don't do that here anymore? Okay. Well, we're just gonna be wrestling them. No, no other, no bad touches. All right, come down to the Everglades. Take care. Bye. Argmeti, I'm a pirate, and my name is Apex Monsoon. Arg, hello there. I am a pirate. Arg, I am a ghost pirate. Arg, I am the cosmic ghost pirate, Apex Monsoon, member of Tippy Patson's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. 
and I have a new product for you to purchase with your spare doubloons. Are you looking for more luck on your UFO and Sasquatch hunts? Or more luck finding the booty? Well, I have traveled the seven cosmic seas and, you know, killed a lot of time. So together, with my friend Bayou Jones as illustrator, I've created the Magic Dolphin Tarot Deck. It's full of dolphins and cool pirate things like the needles they used to use to inject mercury into their shafts to uh, combat STDs. And you can find it at Tippy Patson's website, this tarot deck, at tippypatson.edu.government forward slash backslash dot com. And you can travel the universe with your third eye and uh, find the booty, matey. Arg, I'm a ghost pirate! The cosmic ghost pirate, matey! Factory is sensationalism. Get in touch with this Steve so he can get in touch with this to the milk cheese man yes. who knows the scientist who can create the token esque doorway. Oh, I don't know. You could ask me any favor and I would have to do it. Y- yeah. Well, so please, yes, I <laughs> would be very grateful. Yeah, I'm going to get um, um, very sexual with the favor that I ask you. Is that okay? Interesting. Look, well, I've been in a. I'm just tavern. joking. I just, I just throwing you for a no, no, there, no, no, no. I can hear by the laughter that you were far from joking. And I, uh, <laughs> you know, first off, I'm flattered, and second of all, as a man who's been, you know, destitute in a cavernous area for God, I don't even know nine-ish months is what I reckon. Any kind of savers on the table, Anthony. All right. Well, yeah. Um. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I may. I may have overstepped my boundaries with that joke. There. I might have to do some rec- rectifying. Um, they say but... jokes are just a projection of the truth, Anthony. Uh... Yeah. You, you know. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Um, when dealing with um, men trying to escape um, Middle Earth, um, I. You know. I kind of. I have a soft spot for them. So. Thank you. Yeah, Jason, you're you're a real sweetheart. Um, just yes. like yeah, uh, you and Steve, you're uh, you're real easy to talk to. So, oh well, yeah. I don't know Steve, but he sounds like a right young great chap. Would love to meet him if I ever can get out of here. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he put me in contact with you, but you've never actually met him. No, we have a mutual friend named Shaughnessy. Got it. Okay. Okay. Good yes, to know. He was yeah. uh he was a cover act for the band Morrissey or the solo artist Morrissey. He was very big in the UK. Oh, Shaughnessy. And yes. So okay, he does covers of Morrissey and the Morrissey songs, such as like Every Day is Like Sunday or, you know, Suede Head, things like that. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a very lucrative uh but a career. He, but... No, he lives on the streets. You know, he was more of a guy we both mutually felt sorry for. And we met when we were both giving him a little bit of a spare change. Well, 
you know, um, unfortunately, I think it's kind of that, that's a that's a real far reach for a pun, um, Shaughnessy. So yes, maybe yes. people just didn't get it. <laughs> they did not get it. I got it because he explained it to me. But no, on on its surface, neither Steve nor I understood what he was talking about or saying about. He, he sounded quite terrible, like he had ingested like seven to eight frogs and they were just living inside of his stomach. It was not a not a good sound coming from his vocal cords. Oh, Jason. Um, yeah, you know, you know, this is uh this is why I got a soft spot for you. You um you're Thank quite you. the storyteller, yeah. yeah. Um but um I um I gotta be honest, man. You talked about you've been there what nine months now? Um ish, ish. We're, yeah. we're just guessing at this point. I made um a real juvenile uh locker room kind of joke and you hopped on that very, very thirstily. And yes, I'm, well, I am <laughs> thirsting for many things. And well, if I, I may call you that. Yes, you may, uh, buddy. And 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 I feel a lot of sympathy. Damn it, I even feel some empathy for you because I think that you know, I don't know if anyone can relate to your exact situation, but I think people can relate to feeling trapped, anybody listening. And uh we want to do what it takes to try and get you out of here. So we're going to uh, get in touch with this cloning lab scientist. And um, yeah, yeah, buddy. We're um, just means the world to me that anyone would care the outside world. Yeah. Um, so have you met any, um, um, any people that have helped you friends that you've made? I made friends with a rock. Mm. Dwayne the Rock yes. Johnson's there too? No, well, I saw my favorite film of all time is a film starring Thomas Hanks, where he talks to a, a meatball named Wilson. Mm. Mm. And yeah. he painted a little face on the meatball. God, I would kill for a meatball right now. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you what. But um, so I decided to take a little page out of uh, Mr. Hanks's book and make friends with the rock. And uh, you know his name is Troy. He's oh. from the Netherlands, and uh, yes, he's just he's on he's on holiday here in Middle Earth, and you know he's really jolly. He, he he keeps me smiling, he keeps me laughing. That's all I ask of him. Well, you know, I, I'm sure Troy is pretty cool. I don't mean to disrespect him, but yes, and um, he's, he's not really a rock per se. He's a geode, so you know, there's a little oh. more to him just than not just a you know your run of the mill igneous rock. He is a nice, bright, shiny geode. Okay, well that that. Makes me feel a little better because I was just going to say that I was, again, extremely let down given the prospect of you hanging out with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, mm -hmm. but only to be hanging out with a rock. Mm -hmm. um, a geode, a geode. Yeah, but it, since it's a geode, it's actually pretty badass again. So Yes, right. See, it comes all the way back. To yeah. cool. Full circle to coolness. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Jason. Like, like Matthew McConaughey said in a seminal show, True Detective. The whole world comes back to a circle and we find a geode. Yeah, uh, I think that's a direct quote. Although I'm starting to uh, get a little confused now because you didn't get my Army of Darkness reference, but you know who Matthew McConaughey is. But you know what? I'm pretty sure uh, Middle Earth is just, I can understand why it would be scrambling your brain. Yes, um, well, but there is a reasoning behind my not watching any um, Sam Raimi films. So, I mean, I don't know if you were curious about that. That's fine if you're not. Moving yeah. on. No, why Why don't you like Sam Raimi? Well, my family, the Tortillas, we mm -hmm. had property up in the upper northern Michigan area, right? Even though I'm from England, we would summer in Michigan every summer. We had great memories of being on the boat, 
fishing for northern pike. Oh, mother would have fresh lemonade and a hot dog for us in the day. And sometimes we'd even get to go swimming. But a new family moved into the area, the Raimis. And we Ooh. had a 10-year struggle that would make the Hatfield and McCoys look like child's play. Therefore, like the I movie Child's book, Play, the film and just the turn of phrase. Take <laughs> Got it, it either way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Lot. Lot. Multi layered symbolism here. Yes. 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 So I um, uh, you know, I've heard his movies are very good, and uh, if we could ever patch things up between the families, I would enjoy going back and watching them. But until then, no Evil Dead one or two for me. Okay. Uh, you know what? A man of his principles, Jason Tortilla, uh, the professor type. Um, I respect it. Uh, I, I, I'm going to have to let you go here kind of yeah. soon, Jason, but yes. I do have a, a couple more questions. Um, yes. Do you know who, um, um, like, are you, are you inspired by fantasy fiction? Like, did you read things like the Hobbit or, you know, like forgotten realms books? Because it seems like, you know, either you're having a severe mental breakdown that you're currently in the middle of still, or you had some sort of, really intense like trance state chaos magical experience where you maybe traveled into your own imagination potentially i'm not sure but i'm uh, that's what the the, the scientist is for but do you yes. think that are you a fan you know did you visit renaissance fairs do you think maybe your love for this has propelled you into this alternate reality well Jason, being a voracious reader my entire life, I can only say I've only stuck to one periodical. No fantasy books, no uh, swords and sandals movies, no Star Wars. I just read old back issues with Sports Illustrated. Hmm. Pretty boring, I understand. But the writing is captivating. The way they described that a young man threw a pitch to second base and got the batter out. Oh, 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 you can't write that in a fantasy novel. No, you can't. Um, no, you can't. Well, Jason, I, I just got one more question for you. Um, mm. um, have you, seeing as how you're from uh, Brixton, the, that's the the name of the academy. Is that what you said? Bristol. 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 Yes. With the roll of the tongue. Bristol. Bristol. Yes. Uh, got you it, got, got it, it, Anthony, if I may call you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? You could call me by my, my, uh, my first name. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I, you really should come up with a cool, like super flattering nickname for me though. Um, yes. Ooh, like shithouse or something like that. Like you're some kind of rugby ruffian, huh? Yeah. Shithouse. We'll call you shithouse. Yes. <laughs> I like that. It sounds like um, intimidating. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the ladies yes. will love Shit it. Shithouse has beef with you. You do not want to hear that when you're at the pub. I would love a scotch right now. I haven't had a drop for nine-ish months. Anthony, yeah. if you are the one when I come out of this doorway to find me, please have a Glenfiddich dry single malt waiting for me. Um. Yeah, it just pay me back when uh when we meet up and yeah, no problem. Uh, I got Any you. favor, like I said, it's all on. Oh the right, table. yeah, we're doing this whole ambiguous favor swapping. Yes, thing. all on the table. All right, perfect. Um, now okay, no so scruples here. We do not stand on ceremony. <laughs> well, no that's words. that's great news. Now, um, it, 
do, do, have you heard and do you have any comment on um some of the reports that um um locals around Bristol Academy have been giving about um a wild deranged homeless man uh trying to escape from a, a hole in the wall that um uh sent him catapulting into a fantasy realm hmm yes i have heard of this young man rather handsome nice full head of hair and teeth that look like bradley pitts yes i've heard of this young man um seems like a very intelligent uh person very well read uh, maybe even the professorial type but um no no relation we have not met um if you're inferring that that is i i assure you no. i am not on the earthly plane at the moment yeah no of course not um but you know it sounds like you guys are going through similar situations so maybe mm. we ought to link you up as well i don't know yeah, yeah i would well sure yes eventually it'd be nice to have tea and catch up with this um you know a dynamic person you talk yeah. about but um i would say that ranks pretty low in the priority list first would be to let's Contact this Steve, and Steve knows this Tillamook uh, cheesemonger, and this monger will get in touch with the scientist who somehow has capabilities to a quantum physics machine that can hurl me back into this earthly plane. Yeah, do you know some of that might definitely um, be a real thing, and or you know maybe you guys are the same people um, in out there in Bristol, but uh, I, you That's know, anyway, the accusation, I, I, you can you pass that off flippantly, but no, I'm a keen listener and I am getting my notebook out to uh, give you one strike. That is untowardly, sir. Um, right. Anthony on my shit list now. Wait, no, my but, name is shit house. Well, I didn't. Your name is Anthony, but now I'm rescinding the nickname because. Oh, no, no, please. Too late. Too late. It is rescinded. Fully rescinded. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm just not me when I'm hungry, man. And ever yes. since you've been talking about sandwiches and. Shepherd's How do you think pie, I feel? I've been <laughs> making one watercress sandwich last for nine ish months. And I'm almost done. I'm down to just a little nub of lettuce. I'm very hungry. I'm dying. I'm dying. Mm. Yeah. I'm you know, bones. I'm dying. Yeah, you're in a much worse situation than I am. Yes, it's um, very hellish here. <laughs> well, um, look, dude, I apologize. Um, I just wanted to, you know, I'm a little skeptical, but I can just hear, you know, part of me is a little skeptical. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's some weird similarities between you and an extremely deranged homeless man outside of Bristol Academy. But, you know, I can hear the tone in your voice. It's so sincere. Um I just don't have any reason to doubt you. So um, this seems 100% legit. And you know what? As a sign of goodwill, Jason, keep that strike against me in your notebook. And I'm going to prove myself to you, buddy. I shall. I shall. All right. All right. Well, you know what? I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Who knows, man? Well, maybe we'll get you out of uh, proverbial Middle Earth um, and get you hanging out in the Everglades with tippy patson and uh jefferson and the league of extraordinary gentlemen you know oh i'd be... love to join you all for some nice alligators yeah dude they make they fry up gator meat and make gator nuggets and it's delicious home of the florida skunk ape yeah yeah dude maybe well you know i um i forgot to uh now that you mention it i recently caught a skunk ape so maybe we could get you Whoa. out of uh middle earth and actually fry up a skunk ape Ooh, I eat just about anything right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, um, 
Yeah, you know what? Um, don't hold your breath or anything. You know, you might still want to make that water uh, crescent sandwich last as long as possible. But water but, uh, cress. Uh, um. Oh, see, I thought you were eating like you were. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was tomato or uh, lettuce and mayonnaise. Um, yes, heavy dose of mayonnaise, white bread with the crust cut off. But God, I wish I had not cut the crust off. <laughs> Tell you what, yeah. I would give my left arm for some crust. What a waste! What a waste! Mm. Um. Well. Um. You know. Um. Hopefully, you learned a lesson about crust cutting, and um. Hopefully, all you folks out there learned a lesson about um. I, I don't know, but hopefully there was some sort of takeaway from that. Um, thanks to Steve Berg um, for, um, I don't know, setting me up with with uh, with Jason here. Yes, um, and if Steve, you are listening to this podcast, <laughs> buddy, old pal, please help. Yeah, that's please. what I was. That's what I was going to say. Steve, why did you put Jason in touch with me before trying to help him out? Maybe we don't have the full story, but it Good sounds question. like. It sounds like he hasn't helped you yet. Not so. at all. Not at all. He is I don't amazing. Know. Yeah, maybe put a bad mark against Steve in your notebook, too. Oh, man. I've got seven. He is fucked when he gets out of here. Excuse <laughs> oh, my God. language. Part of my French. Uh, that You know what? I That was a good use of a curse word because seven strikes is too many. So he's going to have to pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jason, you take care. You know, hang in there, guy, and we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll try to get you out of there. Very well, very well. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And um, um, to everyone out there listening, um, think twice before you crawl through an ambiguously lit um, hole in the wall that was not previously there. Um, and maybe that's the only real takeaway. Um, but anyway, thanks so much, everybody. This has been Anthony Tyler and Jason Tortilla on uh, Black Hoodie Alchemy. Yeah, right. Hope to hear from next week. Out, man. Let's go. Take it easy. Got mad and closed the door. But you said try, try just once more. All right. Well, that was fucking great, man. You made my day. <laughs> Oh, that good, was, man. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it, was, it was good fun. It was good fun. Very Always fun. Always fun to do bits. Um, and, you know, this just occurred to me. I got to ask huh? you one uh-huh. one fan question here. Yeah. Um, I've always wondered how much of, uh, like, how intensive is the uh, drunk history, like, filming? Because I noticed you did. Yes. You've done characters as well, not just uh-huh. me. Yeah, I've done a ton of it. Derek Waters yeah. is a great friend of mine. So, yeah. Um. um yeah, because it seems like to get all the like the the facial expressions and like you're mimicking the drunk people, it seems like it'd be kind of intensive almost. Like not in a in a bad way. It is but. doing the voiceover, like you know, when you're well, I mean, you know what's fucking weird is that they're both it's like the most stressful job, even though it seems like it shouldn't be, but like so many of the people who are on that show are just like people in the comedy community who I know very well. And like Everyone is super excited to be asked to do drunk history, but you know, like, fuck, I had to tell a story, a historical story, <laughs> shit faced. And the thing with people, like, I think a lot of people think, like, oh, they're not really drunk. Dude, I'm telling you, like, they don't start shooting. There is an EMT on set who breathalyzes <laughs> you. And basically, she kind of will nod to the director and go, like, yeah, he's good. <laughs> you know, like, and by wow. the time after you've been doing it for a couple hours, I mean, like, every time I've ever done it, 
I had this like I wake up the next morning with like hangover panic and anxiety. And I called Derek like at seven in the morning, go, dude, how bad was I? Was it even cogent? He's like, no, nah, man, it was great. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, really? Because I do not remember what I fucking said, and it's gonna be on fucking TV. So like oh, that's amazing. That's hard, but like, yeah, you're right. Like hearing doing the voiceover and like people are so good at doing that too. So like for me, it's like always it was always like very challenging. <laughs> like I would stress out about like, oh shit. Well, you definitely did a great job. Thanks, um, bud. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, we were talking about my league of extraordinary gentlemen and how we, uh, we've been hunting uh, gators out in the Everglades because them gators, and I know it might be controversial to some people, but you could go to my website, uh, tippypatson.gov.edu forward slash backslash dot com. I'm having a hard time with this. Well, it's not so far fetched, man. I mean, we already know. I right? just look in the book of Revelations, it's all there. Um, <laughs> And I don't even really need to say more because if you don't understand that, then you, you, <laughs> you really you, you understand the Bible. It, that's that's just a book, right? Just a book. A book full of information. <laughs> I, I don't appreciate your tone. I'm trying not to get all worked up. Now. Well, look, here's the thing, man. Like, I already have a hard enough time in this industry because I'm Southern, you know. Uh, uh, people think, you know, Southern boys, rednecks, I wear it proud, but they think we're all dumb. And I don't think you're helping them think otherwise. No offense or anything. All due respect, sir. Well, I understand. And we're trying to have good old conversation about this. And I appreciate you being so open and honest. So, um, you know, to maybe uh, so you understand some of my practices and where I'm coming from a bit and how I've trained some of these people. Uh, that I've met, um, you know, I think you, you've ever heard of David Wilcock? I heard him say fairly recently that he, he'd been um, bathing in his own urine to get uh, telepathic powers and communicate with angels. And, uh, and I just want you to know that I can attest to this. You know, I tried your urine. I tried it myself. I filled a whole bathtub full of my own urine and I done bathed in it. And and I and I communicated with the Archangel Gabriel. He blew his, his horn and everything. Uh-huh. Oh my god, dude. Like, I don't even know what to say right now. Like, I'm usually I'm usually a person that that is pretty nice to everybody. But I gotta tell you, man, like, this is some of the most ridiculous stuff I've ever heard. On my show, anyways. You see. Uh, I, I also brought up in the last episode uh, where I was here uh, the lineage of my family. You see, I come, like I said, from a line of tips, uh, Tipathy and Tipathia. And you see, my daddy Tipathy out there on the farm, um, he uh, he showed me, you know how uh, like uh, people like to do divinations and like mirrors and crystal balls. Back way back in the day, they do. Uh, divination from like they'd cut open chickens and like look at their innards and stuff they'd even do that um like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago well my daddy he actually uh he figured out how to do divination through scat <laughs> like animal so you're looking at bear shit is that what you're telling me it was mostly farm scat but yeah um <laughs> you see uh and we weren't we weren't gross about it now we'd let the scat dry and then we'd go at it with a fire poker or a stick. 
But the thing is, when the see the, the the animal is like a totem for the cosmos, and uh, mm-hmm. uh when it when it when it when it stats, it uh it has like a sacred geometry to it. Um, well, uh, but you know, here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. I don't know if I should take this serious or not, man. Because frankly, like I said, I'm a little, I'm a little offended. You know how hard it is to go around and try to, like, I've had some experiences myself, but they're, they actually happened, you know, and I'm trying to explain them as a Southern guy and I know how I sound. And then I hear you get on there talking about poking bear, poking bear shit and drinking Mountain Dew and all this other stuff. Do you realize that you realize how you sound? That's all I'm saying. Um, and, and see, my father, uh, he started doing this thing, uh, like a meeting, a group of people. They'd come out there, and uh, and uh, they called themselves the uh, the uh, the Holy Flaming Tabernacle of Lazarus's uh, Last Will and Final Scat Divination Testament of the End of the Apocalypse of the Future to Pass One Day, and that's what they called themselves. And uh, oh my and- God. And uh, they would go. Oh, out sorry, there. my head just started hurting for some reason. Go hey. ahead. It's all. Uh, it's all right. I understand. It's a lot of information to take in at once. And oh, so they, they'd go out there at night at the uh, fiberglass uh, Stonehenge, and they they do all their scrying um, um, with their feces. But see, they didn't do, use urine back in the day. Um, that was something that I've recently discovered through David Wilcott. And um, this is why I wanted uh, to. To, uh, I was so willing to talk with you because I didn't get the chance to read any of uh, my translations or revelations last time I was on the show. So uh, here it is. Uh, I think this is going to be pretty a pretty big uh, revelation for you, Joseph Rupert. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, look, at that. look how that works. Okay. All right. Well, tell me what it's about. Let's hear this. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a little bit of Mountain Dew there. Um, Behold, here here goes. Behold, I'm making all things do. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. They shall hunger for propane and propane accessories no more. Neither thirst anymore. What? Propane? I got the King James Version here. I I don't see propane anywhere in the... What, what version are you reading from? Is, it, uh, is, um, is this it, the this new is, international version or is this the new southern version? Now, listen here, Joe. This is my own translation after years of sweat oh, okay. and labor. This is the proper translation that most people don't understand. Okay, so uh, let me hear you. Uh, l- let's go a little further. Uh, they shall hunger for propane and propane accessories no more. Neither thirst anymore. The Ford shall not strike them nor any scorching meat on the Sunday game day grill. Uh, for the bud in the midst of the throne will be their light, and he will guide them to the springs of hops, and God will wipe away every single tear from their eyes. Uh-huh. And, I, and I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder like cracking open a real cold one. And I saw, and behold, a red-headed dragon, and that he sat on him and had a bow, and Detroit, Michigan was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And uh, when he had opened the second seal, 
he had the second beast say, come and hit this. It's okay, Joe. I know this is this is alarming information. I'm shook up. Yeah. Um, so another horse with flames painted all the way down its sides, going almost 200 miles an hour on the racetrack. And uh, and power was given to him that sat there on uh, that horse to take propane and propane accessories from the earth that they should grill another. And they're giving unto him a great factory in the city of Detroit uh, in which Don Holiness put his fossil fuels into God's greatest trucks ever being made. Um, and, and, uh, and when he had opened the third seal, um, I saw, I saw the third beast mean mug me something fierce, I'll tell you what. And I beheld, and I low sucked it down pop, and he sat down on him and had a pair of fuzzy dice in one hand and a Slim Jim in his other hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and, uh, and three measures of barley for a penny. And, uh, and see thou hurt no oil or propane or gasoline and the deciduous bud light in Mountain Dew. That would probably explain like why we went to war so we could take, make sure that none of that stuff went away. Oh, exactly. You're really getting it now, Joseph. Um, and, uh, yeah. and see, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and lick my balls. And I looked and beheld a real dang old pale horse a pale red-headed horse, and that name um, uh, sat on him uh, was Henry motherfucking Ford, uh, stomping <laughs> out all evildoers and asshole beasts, and hell followed with him, and for anyone that follows Elon Musk in a path of electrical free energy, and, fo and fossil fuel power was given unto them over the four uh, parts of the earth to kill with swords and propane tanks and with hunger and the Death Eaters just like in Harry Potter for real, and with the darkest of all pale ales. Um, and, and the heaven departed as a pouch of tobacco when it's rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places like someone uh, smoothing out, you know, all that tobacco in that rolly cigarette before licking it all good. And then the kings of Earth and all its combustible fuels and alcohols, and the great men and the rich men, and the chief of captains and the mighty man and every bondman and every free man, they all hid themselves in the dews and in the rock and roll of the mountains. And said to the mountain dew and rock and roll, uh, lay it on me, brother, some righteous skinnered solos and hide us from the uh, him that sitteth on the throne of party killers and uh, the jerks that don't let people smoke indoors and from the wrath of the four. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to dang all do holiest of keg standing, my brother? Answer me that, Joseph, and that's it. Listen, you don't have any children, do you? Consciousness. Bloody infinite potential. Peering into the mind of the gods. Wanking off a dolphin. Hello, everybody. It's your good old friend, Silverback Commando. Um, the study of a NASA-funded scientist and uh, the dolphin wanker extraordinaire, uh, John Lilly. Um, a true story. You can look it up for yourself if you like to. And uh, I'm just here to share with some of you uh, the wisdom from my notebook. All right, I got a lot of good uh, bits and pieces of poetry and. Um, uh, philosophical knowledge 
if you will. And I'd like to share some of it with you. The death, quiet, universal bliss. Culture shapes formless destiny. Non-judgment expresses intricate timelessness. Oh, I like this one, it's very poetic. Perceptual reality uh, corresponds to precious chaos. Indeed. Experiential truth is rooted in cosmic abstract beauty. Indeed, indeed. Our consciousness serves visible choices. And, uh, so true, mate. And I'll end it on this one. This is my favorite. Good health is the womb of dimensionless knowledge. Indeed, um, you know, I bloody hope you learned a thing or two. Reading from me notebook here. No, I appreciate. I sure do appreciate you having a bit of a of a meditation with me. It's been a good old time. Uh, take it easy, everybody. It's been uh, your silverback commando, and uh, don't forget that um, matter unfolds into personal genes. Don't forget it. Hello there. Yes, hello there. Uh, it's your friend, uh, Steve Buscemi, a.k.a. Jefferson Tillamook Slinger. And uh, I'm also a classy movie critic. Uh, but today I'm here to briefly tell you children out there or listening to this Black Alchemy podcast that uh, there's a lot of people out there that... that uh, they think that Alex Jones and the late comedian Bill Hicks are, are different people. And I'm here to tell you that they are the same people. And I mean, I have some sh- some slides to show you here. Uh, just li- look, look at his cheeks. Look at their cheeks side by side. And, uh, and just tell me that, th- that those cheeks don't look so similar. Uh, now, look at their eyeballs and their hairline. The, the eyeballs, the cheeks, and the hairline is the same person, okay? Anybody out there, you're getting duped. Wake up, sheeple. Bill Hicks is Alex Jones. This has been Steve Buscemi, and uh, I've just, I just wanted to drop a little bit of a truth bomb on you today. Um, <coughs> and uh, here's a little bit of a life hack for you. Um, if you ever ha- uh, wake up and um, you have stray hairs going all over the place, you know how that goes. All you, all you gotta do is just stop washing your hair and it just sticks to your head. So, you know, problem solved. Salutations, Protendo. It is I, Muscle Tornado. And as always, I just finished polishing off a sweet, sweet bowl of dimethyltryptamine. And uh, before that, I just finished watching uh, the new Fast and Furious movie. Uh, Let me tell you, I was astonished to find how much sacred geometry and um, important esoteric symbols were found throughout the Fast and Furious movies, broham. 
Uh, so listen to me when I tell you that um, I'm extremely convinced now that uh, Vin Diesel is the true shepherd of the Aeon of Horus. You see, um, the Aeon of Horus is all about finding one's true will. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Pitch Black, um, but it's pretty cool. And uh, Vin Diesel, he can't see in the light. It's crazy. So go see Pitch Black, dude. Um, and then go see uh, the new Fast and Furious movie and learn, um, go to YouTube and learn how to do gematria, you know, uh, uh, ancient numerology. And uh, we'll, uh, it, it'll, it'll, all of this will make perfect sense. Uh, this has been Muscle Tornado, over and out. Dang old man, uh, dang old man, uh, listen here y'all, this is, uh, your, your good, good old boyfriend, uh, and, uh, your good old friend that's a boy, not a boyfriend, uh, Tippy Patson here, and, you know, from all them Black Hoodie Alchemy episodes, and I'm just here to, uh, tell y'all about, uh, some of the great commentaries that have been going on on this program with the good old Anthony Tyler. Um, we've done some great episodes, uh, just like, uh, Richard the, uh, Abominable Snowman, Kuklinski, the Jewish locksmith known as Israel Keys, uh, the Puerto Rican Batman known as Pedro Rodriguez Filho, and dang old Macaulay Culkin's gay murderous brother, Michael Alleg. And, and a whole lot more, y'all. So why don't you go on, tune in, and uh, check them Black Hooded Alchemy episodes out. Don't forget, I'm Tippy Patson of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I hope to dang old hear from y'all soon. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wow.